Welcome to another episode of Brunch with the Hollowells. I am Rob, and I am here with Ryan. We are going to talk about issues four through six of season 10 of Charmed. How's it going, Ryan? Hello, Rob. Hi, Charmies. Happy brunch. Uh, It's going well. I'm really excited, Rob, about season 10. If you guys didn't hear me say that already last episode, but... And after today, I think it's really still keeping going, and I'm so excited to finish out this season more than ever. Season 10 is off to a great start. Uh, These issues definitely did not miss a beat, and they gave us some very heavy storylines. I wonder if they knew that this was going to be the last one. I Uh, must get that idea, too. There's just a lot of definitive, like... Here we are. This is this. All of this is happening. So let's get right into it. We are going to start with issue four. Issue four, Charmed Assault, written by Pat Shand. Pencils by Elsa Felice, with the original release date of January 21st, 2015. All right. So what happened in this issue was uh, we start off with Idell. Uh, who is uh, Paige's charge. He is the one with the cats from, you know, a couple of issues ago. So he's being attacked by Valen in his own home. His parents are tied up to chairs and he is taken. Meanwhile, at the Cupid temple, uh, Piper came up with a plan for Henry and Leo to stay at the temple and watch all of their children while the magical beings go out and fight. The threat is just too big, and it's best that the mortals stay out of stay out of sight. Uh, later that evening, an alarm goes off in the manor, alerting the sisters that Valen has possession of Idol, and they are to meet at the cemetery if they want to save him. Bring all the uh, artillery that you want. Bring back up. I don't care who comes along. I want witness to all of this. You guys don't scare me. Come to the cemetery. That was something. If you want this boy to live. So Valen does this by using the same connection and messaging that Prue uses when she contacts the sisters. Uh, So the sisters and Cole, as well as Cupid, prepare and head to the cemetery. They have a really big battle as Valen raises the dead to fight with everyone. Valen attempts to take out Paige first, but Idol uses his powers uh, to thwart it, and Valen beats him with the shillelagh. Cupid intervenes, though, and attempts to use his bow and arrow at Valen. Valen then retaliates by throwing the knife at him, and Cole intercepts it and takes the athame in his chest. The sisters cast a spell to return the living dead back to where they came from, and slowly Cole's skin begins to crack as if he were uh, breaking like a porcelain doll, and falls to the ground with the sisters running to his aid. We just lost death. This was the very last thing that I expected to happen on the very next issue. Like, I did not expect that at all. And it was, I I don't want to say it was random, but just the battle, like, him and Cupid didn't really have an interaction, but I get why they would have Cole save him. Yeah. And... I don't know. It's just, it was just the last thing that I expected to happen. So what did you think about how this played out? So 
after, and we'll get into it more, I know, but after Phoebe and Cole had a heart-to-heart in this issue, Rob, I actually kind of had a, a, a pit in my stomach, and I was just like, wait a minute. Are they going to kill Cole now? I actually thought of that because I'm like, this is too good to be true. Like, and then when when it happened, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. So I wonder, and we haven't seen it yet, but I wonder if this will like almost do like a willow thing with Prue. Like, is she, was she in love with Cole? Like, was she growing closer to him and now she's going to go crazy? Like Dark Willow kind of thing. I don't Dark know. I could Willow. just be putting it out there, but shocked, Rob. Shocked. Yeah, I I was very shocked too, and I should have known better that he was closing a lot of doors as far as you know, getting forgiveness, getting a lot of things off his chest. Usually, when you start to glow up and start having a lot of good things come into your life, like in a row, then that's when it's snatched from you. I didn't know charmed was like that because there were a lot of characters in the show that didn't really get that type of redemption. And I'm trying to remember, you know, episodes like when proof first died, you know, they didn't set her up to die. You know, Andy kind of got a little bit of like, Oh, you know, like I'm totally cool with your powers. We are in love. Like I'm in it. And yet he's still, you know, so that's a little bit of an example, but usually stuff like this is done on like The Walking Dead or something like that. Oh, I did so not, true. <laughs> so true. Great example. I yeah, I didn't think that Charm would be like that type of storytelling. So I should have known better, but I didn't. And it now makes all sense why this was the episode for him to go because we've reached his highest peak of happiness, apparently. So Phoebe, make it yeah. Phoebe forgiving him is all this man needed. So, I mean, what does that tell you? <laughs> you you brought up the the heart-to-heart conversation with Phoebe. I actually really, really like that. For a second, I was like, do I really want Cole to be with her again? I just, <laughs> the chemistry was written very well on the pages. I was very blown away by how well those two still kind of like got along with each other regardless or i guess they just reached a point in their relationship where you know this type of conversation it just speaks volumes uh i i really enjoyed sort of this closure that they got um it's something that you know we don't know how to do i mean it's funny the way that he was talking to her he was saying things like I know you're happy with him, but I'm just going to tell you anyway that I'm still in love with you. Like, we don't admit shit like that ever. You know, we always want pride to stand in the way and not really mm. let all of that stuff go and and just be honest, even if it doesn't result in a way that you want. I don't think he was trying to break them up or anything. He just literally could not go on without saying, like, I've thought about it. And, you know, it it just sucks the way that things turned out. And he's also he is also very um, aware of how his evil self just was never going to work with what was going on with their relationship. I, I, to me, feel that people should just really say stuff without it having to read into anything. Sometimes you just really need to be honest with someone. And so... I like that. And, you know, he goes, are you happy? Mm. And, you know, she's like, yeah, I'm happy. And that's all that he cared about. And I just love that. I just love that he was able to just like 
be able to say this honest thing to her and not have it be about a thing. I mean, great. You said that wonderful, Rob. So what I'm taking away from this is almost like you said in the beginning. It seems like our new writer, by the way, which is Pat Strand, I want to say. Shand, thank you, is taking over for Paul. Um, I do think Pat, I mean, I'm assuming it's a he or a she. I'm not sure. Sorry. But Pat is really trying to wrap it up. I think that's what's happening. And I think part of that is actually having Phoebe's character grow a little, Rob. Because you picture this scene taking place in season seven, eight even. I could see Alyssa playing this very cold to coal kind of, you know, Away, So I really think this is showing that Phoebe and Cole are both grown folks now and Phoebe's married with kids and she's kind of got a hold of the big picture and they could have this mature conversation. So yeah. I do love this growth if this is the final season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I believe him and Piper also had a moment. Did I was that a, was that a thing? I think they had a thing, didn't they? Or maybe it that's seems... in the next issue. No, no, that has to be in this one. I think it was... Yeah, they did have, kind of have a thing. Well, actually, I feel like Piper was just involved a lot with Cole in his scenes, too. Well, oh, yes. So there's this line. So it goes, um, Piper says, you've come a long way since we met Cole, but I'm not sure oh, if you're Scalibur. ready for a scabber. I just remember just that, just that little part. I just thought, I don't know. I think she acknowledges that, you know, you're part of the team, you're part of the fight. And there's still this like playful love hate thing that goes on. I don't think she was reading him, but she acknowledges like you've come a long way. You're on this side of the fight now. And, you know, I, 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 I like that moment, I guess for me. I enjoyed it too. And you're right, Rob, that is the way for Piper's character to have that moment with Cole, but I'm left asking you, could Cole even wield Excalibur? Because we know that it sways the... And this they actually used it last season too, for, I believe, for something. But doesn't it sway the user if they're not meant to have it or something like that? So I always thought it was only Piper could use it. Queen Piper 1. Remember that one? That Queen Piper <laughs> number 1 in that episode, Sword in the Stone, whatever. Like I thought she had to hold it for Wyatt and he was the only one that could wield it it's a little detail but i just thought i'd yeah. ask if you think he probably i don't know i think he also wouldn't be ready for a scalper but i'm also giving the sword a lot more credit maybe mm. you know it can just be willed by anyone and it's just like this small little side effect that you got an attitude or you're a karen or something for like five <laughs> minutes but i yeah I, i'm giving it a little bit too much credit if i did i don't know he's not ready for that i for me i always thought it was very pure Yes. hearted that needed it so i mean there's just no way he can have it what do you think about the big fight that we had at the cemetery leading to this uh what did you what did you think about the fight did you like sort of the big battle it was him and a bunch of undead uh you know against everybody else did you think everybody got a moment was was it you know played out well oh my god beyond rob i loved this i loved this fight scene and again we said this before but this would have been amazing to have seen in a tv series the ambiance of the graveyard zombies oh when i saw the zombies rob you know my heart <laughs> had little pitter patters because i am such a living dead person 
But yeah, the sisters were bad ass Rob. Like, spoiler, Paige is probably going to end up my MVP because she's her hands are now glowing with these orbs. And I could be just, it's done in comic book form, but I got so hyped. Phoebe's yeah. levitating, kicking zombies. Paige is wielding these things, screaming shillelagh to try to get this <laughs> shillelagh back. And Piper's exploding. Yes, Rob. So good. So good. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was done really well. Um, nice atmosphere for a big battle. You know, the stakes were high. Uh, I like that Idol um, even got, or Adel, I think his name is. Um, oh, yeah. What is this? I, I, I want to call I him just, Adele. I just replace it with, because I think of Aiden, I just put an L there instead. So I just say Adel, but I don't know if that's his name. Uh, I, I just charge. They even gave him a little bit of moment. I don't know exactly what he did to Valen with his black smoke or whatever, but it, it worked. It mind. distracted him. And wind? Uh, I wore I, wind smoke power. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have, I have no, but yeah, I thought, I thought all of that played out well. Uh, this, sacrifice that Cole did you know I get it you know she's happy with him so obviously he needs to live for her to be happy and that's that's just the end of it there's really nothing else to really explain uh would you think that that conversation him and Phoebe had would lead to him having to save Cupid absolutely not but Mm. it makes sense why he would sacrifice himself for her and yeah that was that was pretty wild and i i do think that it was quite a shock to kind of see the way that it all played out too only because you know he was on the track of like helping out his father and everything but yet he still felt he needed to do this instead and so yes leaving that sort of mission behind and not thinking about himself also you know, spoke a lot about volume for me. I, I believe it was this balancing this husband, number one and husband, number two can come Phoebe. And that was really something in my head. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like you're right. Two men that Phoebe loved so much. And one sacrifices his life for her current, like this is the ultimate, like sacrifice of love on, on Cole's part. I think. I just want to say thank you for bringing Idol back because his one appearance from before, if that was literally the only time we saw him, I really would have been like, why was he created? So even if he is just bait, I enjoyed that he somewhat had other influences and also, you know, kind of saved Paige a little bit. So yeah, I, I like that they brought him back. If this scene was on TV though, Yes, I would have lost it. I would have lost it. The beginning, huh? The beginning part? No, the um of the no, no, no. The the big fight is that what you mean? Oh well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking of like the beginning with a um a a Adel coming home. Like that was pretty epic too. Yeah, that no, that was pretty good. I no, I'm just talking about the scene where Valen is is contacting them through the TV. And showing that he has idol, you know, as a hostage, and them just kind of watching it. I, I just would love to have seen that be played on on TV. I thought that was a really cool, um, sort of uh, scene that that we got there. 
and we find out that that's Prue's TV to TV monitor alarm system. By the way, Charmies, this is yeah. what this is. So he tapped Valen tapped into Prue's surveillance cameras. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that would have been a really cool scene to have him just be all hostage and be like, come get him, you know, like. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to bring up with you, so Piper had a plan to keep Leo away from the fight with the kids. Uh, that could have been the last time that they saw each other. And Leo actually agreed and said, okay, we're going to stay here. And Leo and Henry Yay. are going to bond and have a bro moment and take care of kids. You know, um, <laughs> the best part, Henry to Leo, we have a lot of kids. And then Leo says, we really do. I'm like, yeah, yeah gentlemen. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. There's a lot of kids involved here. Well, I have two questions for you. Uh, first one, what did you think of Piper's plan? Like, did you think that it was smart of her to send them two away and not have them involved or or um, it's best that they just stay out of the way? And my other question is, do you think that Henry and Leo like each other enough to be able to take care of these two kids together? Henry's like, why do I always have to be with Leo? Who is this man? <laughs> um, uh, I do like Piper's plan. I like that Leo did not give her the famous, I have to be with you kind of thing and take charge like that. And the fact that he says, you're Piper Hollowell, you will win. Like at this point, He's not even worried anymore. So again, I like this confidence in all of our characters in our our sisters. And I like the sisters' confidence as well. I think her plan was good because, like she said, they don't need to be worrying about destroying the souls of their kids, even though I don't think that would have been Valen's plan. But she was just being extra cautious, I think. And I hope that Henry and Leo get along. And I hope, honestly, that Coop... Leo and Henry kind of all get along because that would be right ideal that would be really fun because they're always stuck together <laughs> yeah I don't remember Henry and Leo getting a lot of scenes together so was I just frozen wondered... by then yeah he was frozen so I I want to say they got closer you know with be, as a bond being like the husbands of these sisters but I just I wonder if they actually do like get along enough to like <laughs> be able to take care of these kids in case these girls don't make it back. Uh, yeah, I thought Piper's plan was very smart, and I like the uh, the interaction between the two of them. Like you said, Leo agreeing to do this without any fight, I think, just really sets like they're finally on the same page about certain things. And I feel that with this athame, this is way too big to put your pride in there and just yes. be like, "Yeah, I need to be there for you," and blah blah blah, like. <laughs> Because he was like, I could take the sword again and get my With wings. With the wings, you know? yes. And he, you know, I could do that, but it's just like, nope, just just stay here. And um, also, so <laughs> Cupid's Temple looks like a oh, Lowe's home improvement store. It looks like a warehouse. If you were to Google Lowe's, uh, a Lowe's warehouse store, I swear to you, the Cupid Temple looks exactly like Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> It does look very industrial, but they tr they're trying with these columns. But yeah, they got like glass windows that look like a storefront. Yeah, um, and then we also saw two cupids in in front of it. One was giving a rose to the other. I'm assuming yes. they're all boys. I can't tell. Was that That's I don't know I if that was like a, a certain you know 
boy, boy, and boy. I think so because that's what I mean. The one has like a has no shirt on, but one has like something like a toga looking thing. But they both look like cherubs, like yeah, little boys. I thought, but could it be Rob because they only serve strawberry milkshakes? We found out in Cupid's Temple. Like that was a very (laughs) random fact to add into the charmed continuity that I could have did without. Honestly. (laughs) Strawberry milkshakes every day. Yes, bring that on. <laughs> I really think Valen's attack to um in the beginning of Paige's charge was really fantastic because they had this song playing. Uh, we also get a worst witch name drop, which I don't know if that was like a homage to the worst witch, but what um, name Valen- drop? Valen just said like, "Oh, what are you, the worst witch?" And I was like, "Oh, oh are you talking about the worst witch?" Because later on, funny. he says "teen witch" as well. So these could just be '80s movie references right now. But um, <laughs> no, I really thought that um, the parents had been killed. This old like record was playing. I mean, I'm assuming it was a record. I think it was a record to make it extra yeah. creepy. Oh, yes, it was a record player. Um, so yeah, yeah I liked that. In- I liked the whole episode. The the song that was playing is actually a real song. I looked up the lyrics. It's called Meet Me Tonight in Dreamland. So it's a real song. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I listened to it too while I was like reading oh, the comic so and I was like, okay, I get it. It's not a creepy song, but it's one of those old songs where it can come off creepy under the under a specific circumstance. But yeah, the song is titled Meet Me Tonight in Dreamland. So it's not like tiptoe to the t- through the tulips with me oh, kind of no. thing. Yeah, we're not. Okay, <laughs> that's what I was picturing in my head, kind of like yeah. that, or Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's rate this. What did you give uh, the score of this issue in regards to story and dialogue between one and three? The story, and I thought the way it related was really well. I'm giving it a three. Okay. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. Uh, I thought the story was pretty good. Uh, It played more like a soap opera to me in this episode. There was a lot of dialogue between uh, the adults getting some closure, a lot of drama, less action. So I really enjoyed those conversations we had in this one. So I agree. Uh, What about the drawing and art? How did you like the drawing in this one? Our first three set was really good. How did... Are they, are they continuing? Is it, is it still good? So the artist is still the same. He has this way of capturing um, the likenesses of everybody, but they're not, you know, identical. But honestly, I'm still loving it. I'm still loving the bright colors, Rob. And um, a three again. Let's hope it stays for me. What about you? So drawing an art, I thought that... the. The Cupid Temple scene with the sunset, <laughs> them on the balcony, like just chat. I yeah. loved everything about that scene drawing wise. I just thought every panel looked beautiful. Uh, the drawing of the characters went down just a full point for me. And yeah. the men were not really easy to tell who was who again, but still an improvement of, from season nine. Um yes. Also, the men kind of have almost the same clothing as well. So, again, not much distinctive color between all of their styles. So, again, they just run together. It wasn't bad. I gave it a two. 
But again, some of those um, set pieces, beautiful, beautiful. The graveyard looked great. Oh, the, the temple graveyard. looked great. great. Yeah. Yeah. I liked all of that. Yeah, Rob, you're right. There's that one panel where Cole, Phoebe, Paige, uh, Piper, and, and uh, Henry are all lined up. Uh, not Henry, it's Coop. And they're all in shades of gray, it looks like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that leaves us to overall entertainment, Rob. Definitely entertained. Oh, yes, yes. That's why I gave it a three. I'm continuing my streak. What about you, though? I gave it a 2.5. I thought the battle was okay. Raising the dead was kind of like not a cop out. And I get to even the playing field five against one. It doesn't make sense. So let's bring up some, you know, regular demons or whatever. I just would have liked Valen to just be powerful enough to take them out on their, on his own Mm. and keep up like the fight without having to use these like minions we only see for two seconds right true good point Uh, so with that being said like i was very interested in this issue i was very entertained by this uh so i gave it a 2.5 that gives it a total 7.5 for me yes out of nine and i am giving it a nine actually so uh pray that this happens the continues for me because i'm so happy right now (laughs) uh the last thing that i just wanted to bring up and then we'll talk about um mvp is the spell living dead return to sleep walk no more and be at peace what do you think of this spell that we got i i liked it it was simple effective and they thought of it on the fly and when they can come up with something on the fly i'm just like okay girls It's also a wonder, was this technically a power of three spell? I didn't think that this particular thing needed the power of three, but they're holding hands, they're saying it together. Maybe that's just a thing in the comics is that it just looks better if they all do it together, but I don't know. Yeah, power of three spell for this? Okay. Unless the artist was kind of like, yeah, I get what you're saying because they're holding hands. Yeah, I think it was more for um, maybe dramatic looks yeah all right ryan who was your mvp absolutely cole i thought of Paige for a quick second because she did do i feel like besides cole she did a lot in this issue she did Um, i agree but cole the ultimate sacrifice and that conversation with with him being honest to phoebe loved it okay your mvp Cole got MVP this week for obvious reasons. Um, This was very Cole-centric, and he provided a lot of the entertainment that went on in this issue, so for sure he gets it. My favorite moment, though, actually involves Paige. This is her reaction to the alarm that went off. She's in this kung fu mode. yes! (laughs) And I just thought that was hilarious. And it will always, always remind me when they install the baby alarm, and she just runs out of the room, baby, baby baby and just run and she pushes the parents out of the way she's like it's not my child but i'm gonna get there first i love that scene so much it's so funny the way she just baby (laughs) because the parents had no idea like what is that (laughs) what is that noise it's like baby oh i love it love it so yeah her reaction was funny 
that is why that is my favorite play of the week, Rob. <laughs> that her jumping up in this kung fu pose, just like Rob said, like she's in the bed with Piper and she's just ready to fight. <laughs> Issue number five. Whatever happened to the demon with a soul? Written by Pat Shand. Pencils by Elsa Felice. And the original release date of February 18th, 2015. Cole is in the void, where he sees flashes of his life, including his mother, his father, and various moments with Phoebe, including their wedding and when the alternate reality Phoebe vanquished him. He then comes face-to-face with his half-demon side, Balthazar. Having used the ancient athame on Cole, Valen says he has one and is about to attack once again when the Charmed Ones start a spell to vanquish him. Phoebe holds Cole's body and cries as he, his former demon self, continues to talk in the void. Balthazar tells Cole, you vanquished the demon within you, creating a space. Balthazar demands that Cole join with him before he is lost forever, instead goes back into his memories and, and comes back to make sure Phoebe is okay as he dies in her arms. After visiting Prue, Coop wakes up later and gets a message from her, as Coop pulls out Cole's father's soul ball. And that's soul what happened ball. on Charmed. <laughs> All right. Rob, what an amazing cover, by the way. I was going to say, the cover is brilliant. And, you know, with this continuation from the fourth, you had to wait a month for this cover to come out. And it kind of just makes it official. Like, he's gone. Damn. Yeah, this this was a really cool cover. Uh, Phoebe's head, though, is proportioned a little weird <laughs> on her body. I don't know. She looks four. She looks like a four-year-old just sitting there. Do you see it? Doesn't she look like two? Like, you can't tell she's on her knees. So she just looks nope. like she's, like, five years old. Yeah, her hand even looks like all uh, smaller proportions than her rest of her body. Yeah, it's like shrunk down. She's holding. Yeah, it doesn't look good. But the sisters, the other ones look great. <laughs> yeah. No, this was a nice issue. I, I'm not um, cover. I really liked it. So. So this starts, Rob, with Balthazar and these flashback scenes. I love this idea of having Cole see shards of his memory because this athame is destroying his soul. So he's getting these, I guess, suppose flashes of his life. Like we said in the intro, meeting Phoebe, you know, becoming the source, Phoebe vanquishing him. Uh, so we get the reveal of Balthazar saying that, you know, you got rid of me, but you really didn't because you always, you know, you're missing this one half of you. What did you think about this, you know, conversation with him and his demon side the the flashbacks was cool i was gonna ask you if you recognize the flashback of cole looking in the mirror with this dead woman on the side here i don't i don't know who that is and what episode this was is that an episode or is that just a flashback of just something random oh let me look is it the one where he's in that thing with the shattering he's he's, yeah he's looking at, at at a mirror of himself it was after um, oh, the mom I killed see. the dad. This I don't recognize my... that. Could this have been where the landlady got killed? Because no, well, the, it no, the apartment. Yeah, no, somebody else killed the landlady. 
That's right, those demons. That's sort of yeah. So yeah, actually, I don't recognize this unless is that so supposed to be, be random his dead mother? It, it could be random. I just assume that each panel was like a memory or whatever. All the rest of them are. So yes, I was just curious yes. which one this was. But no, that that's quite all right. The rest of it was great. I love the 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 rage episode where <laughs> he almost kills her. She's got the rose. Two of us yeah, can stand outfit. living with the two of you. I will always remember that outfit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, all of the shattered memories I thought was great. The conversation that he has, I actually would have loved it if it was some kind of internal like struggle with him like talking about his demon side. There's just so many rules in the magical world. Like I <laughs> I'm not saying they're stretching, but like, oh, you killed the demon inside you, therefore it created a void in space. And like, no, just wrestle with the idea of like, do you want to come back or do you want to selflessly just die? Why couldn't this have just been an internal growth for him? Why did it literally have to be like, oh, we have a chance to come back, live in the void to get like I I was it was all right for me. I didn't really get the heavy. Like, I love the fact that it was Balthazar and I definitely couldn't tell it was him. You know, he's wearing this jacket. I just was like, who? I don't know. You're like, who's they pulling kept, out now? Who the hell are they pulling out? Yeah, well, they kept him secret. They had all this dialogue go on where it's just this speech bubble, but it didn't wasn't attached to anyone. But yet he was talking with someone. I couldn't tell. Um, if the words on the page were from the flashback or from the narration, it took a minute. But at the end of the day, like this, this battle within himself didn't need to be literal. It could have just been him just saying goodbye to his demon side once more. That's just me. What did you think? I wonder now that you're speaking, is it literally Balthazar or now I'm thinking, is it just That's really... The- that's the him thing. fighting with internally. Maybe it is yeah. that, Rob. I don't know. I just, the real thing is just weird. I don't get it. But I mean, it, I think the message works. I'm not worried about the act. I mean, you know, logistics. It's just more of like, I get it. We get to see Belzar again. It's whatever. But yeah. The other thing that happens in this issue, and I don't know if you want to bring it up now, but Valens or Valen dies already. Yeah, Valen is gone. He is not our big bad. The knife, oh. I don't think, is going to be our final dangerous stake that we have this season. Are you okay with something this heavy being resolved so quickly? Or do I, you think <laughs> that season 10 deserves more of a different story arc and not just this one? I'm almost afraid to see who they're going to pull out next. But I was no, I was not expecting him to be gone this soon. I actually thought we were going to get a season long villain, but this is almost again like last season and um, Rennick. Oh no, not Rennick. Um, well, I guess Rennick too is anticlimactic, but um, Nina's original um, yeah. guy that she was with, um, her partner. We thought they were going to be the two of them the whole time. She kills him early, so. They keep us on our toes, I guess, but I would have liked the this magical all soul killing athame to be the big thing because this is yeah. killing souls and it killed yeah. Cole. It would make sense. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I did not expect this at all. And it's not it's not bad. I hope that they do come out with something good as well. I don't know how they're going to top this, though. No. So it'll be really interesting to read along on what they decide to come up with. And if it's going to be multiple villains or are we just getting another big bad to take over at this point? Uh, But yeah, yeah, I was very surprised by that. Uh, Also, I wanted to ask you um, about Cole, you know, just not choosing to become Belteshazzar again. I just, Mm. what a glow up. What a glow up. I just was, that was insane for, you know, to, you know, he's been alive for so long and I guess he was at a point to where he could die happy. But at the same time, there was just so much unfinished business, but he wouldn't be able to accomplish any of that if he decided to merge with him again. But I just think the way that he did it, it it, it was a really nice moment. So good for him for not succumbing to that sort of deal so quickly. So do you feel there is someone who would say that Cole literally, I think, well, I said this last issue, but Cole is dying for the charmed ones, like continuously, like, is he almost like a scapegoat at this point or something just to be like, oh, well, Cole's going to take the blow again. Oh, it's Cole. You know, like, he literally died for love, I guess, like we were saying. So it's beautiful, but you're right. They just introduced the father's soul plot. And had they not ended with that, the 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 soul bowl, as I called it, I would have been like, oh, my God, not again. Like, this would have been crazy if they just dropped this this soul plot again. So I have no idea what they're going to do with that. But it's sad that he didn't get to see it come to fruition after all this time again. Well, what I am wondering. So, yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad that they still involve the whole father soul thing. And the other thing is that Prue is really devastated because her <gasps> last moments with yes. him was an argument. And I'm sure that doesn't really sit well with her. I'm glad that they are continuing this and that it's funny that Coop and Prue are just this like odd pair that are going to be working together, which I think is awesome. But the both of them have a very high stake in being able to make amends for his sacrifice. Right. What I also wonder is if this ending is a prelude to something bad instead of good. Like, I wonder if bringing him back would be, like, very horrible for the Charm Ones. Not to say that Cole's father is going to be the new villain, but, like, oh. I wonder if it changes a lot of things that may not turn out very well towards the end of the season. So, wow. hopefully, with Prue and Coop on this mission, that they are doing this, and it turns out to be a very positive thing, that he deserves to have a second chance and you know be back on earth or whatnot so i i wonder if that was sort of like an ending of just like uh uh-oh what happens if they do it you know and if it's really his soul in that bowl now you got me thinking anything (laughs) could be in that bowl right honestly that's right they could be bringing back the source again (laughs) um Actually, now that you brought up Prue and Cole, what about that moment when Prue thinks it's him knocking at the door? Because, by the way, her sisters still don't visit her. So we find <laughs> that out. Um, and she says, Cole, you don't have to knock. Like, they have gotten to this point, And it's so sad. Um, yeah. 
But what is this line, Rob? Prue is starting to notice. Yeah, I don't know what that is. And I can't wait to find out. I have no idea what's going on. If anything, it's just the sisters really just moving on away from this Prue again. Terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible writing. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. My thing is, is that they were like, we have something that we have to do. We can't stay here right now. We have to go. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? Because the next scene, y'all went to sleep. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. it. Y'all couldn't kick it with her for like a good 30 minutes to an hour just to like hang out and just not leave this woman alone. Yeah, your roommate died and we're out. Peace. We're going to bed. I'm tired. You know, like what the hell? I just wish it went to somewhere. Where did they have to go so quickly? Because they didn't show it in the thing. And if whatever it was, I'm sure it was for tomorrow. You guys could have hung out a little longer than that. Rob is right the next panel after they tell Prue she's got to go and then she goes you're always too far away holding herself Prue says this and they show Leo and Piper having glasses of wine what the F I don't don't like this Rob I mean there has to be a good explanation for this that they're setting up I think they're gonna they're turning they're trying to turn Prue off for some reason but I don't know why like, I don't know, subconsciously, I think the writers are trying to set something, I don't know, up with them. It was weird. It was weird, but, you know, poor Prue has to kind of deal with this grief by herself. But, again, she is going to try and help Coop do this. And even though she thinks it's a horrible idea, for some reason now it's all okay. So, I don't know what happens when he comes back, but this is something that I oh. guess is not going to be, like, a big deal anymore. So, And the fact that coop is doing it behind phoebe's back is that going to be a problem too because coop feels bad because i mean i don't know if we actually said that but coop did throw uh he cold threw himself in the way of coop we probably did last episode um so coop is feeling like oh my god this this person died for me and so him together with prue's this yeah this rag team like rob is saying this ragtag group and now the two of them are going to be working together but it seems like it's behind Phoebe's back, maybe. So yeah. mm, we'll see. So there was another spell in this. Uh, it was to uh, remove Valen's power, I guess, from from him. And it was he he who bears the ancient blade. We bid his stolen power fade, return to ash and magic drain from this lesser demon's veins. And then it said the power of three <laughs> released him. <laughs> The power of three releases thee. What do you think of this spell that we got? I have to give it to them because we've had to write spells on this show. No, I could never write like this. So good. (laughs) So good. And it rhymes off the bat, unless they had this written on a piece of paper. I mean, literally the last two issues rhyming, just rhyming. Well, so part of the spell though, it says return to ash. And that stood out to me. I'm like, so was this sword ash before put together? I'm trying to remember when they retrieved the knife before. I don't remember it being Ash and having. Yeah, so that line was weird, but I was like, okay, I get it. But yeah, nice spell. Not bad. The shillelagh turned into a hammer weapon, which I kind of thought was cool. I mean, so this is what Valen was using during the battle, by the way. It was like hammer shillelagh. So evidently they can change if they need to be. Um, But I'm really wondering where we're going rob after this i mean 
this is issue five and there's 20 this yeah 20 wow okay so they could set us up for, for technically two more villains <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah. like we'll get three more four more issues with another villain oh dead <laughs> they do have I time not. they do have time <laughs> but would you prefer the long game at this point like if a, the story like a, was good if the okay. story was good that that's all um I I anticipate a a bit more sacrifice coming in, so I you know who knows, um, but yeah, it I think if you're gonna do multiple villains, you need to have a story arc as to their end game goal, you know, family wise. Right. Like we haven't gotten anything about these kids, and I thought that we were gonna get a lot more storylines with the children, and we haven't. Uh, so hopefully they think, end that on a good note as to where they're growing up how are they going to be and all of that um i don't expect them to do a time jump but at the same time it's like we're not did we just forget how the kids got their powers to begin with you know pages kids or if they even got them back right they're bound at yeah. this point right oh they're bound so, i guess that just solves it right there um yeah i expected more of the kids stuff the family dynamics so i don't know what their end game with this is because now it just seems like they're deciding to be the charm ones again and i thought the whole point was to just like not do it anymore so we'll see well, that's the thing right this is like a alternative universe where the girls were so happy to be witches right and that they were like that short break they took after Billy and Chrissy was just enough to be like, no, this is what we have to do forever. We're so happy doing this. We battle stronger than we've ever done. Like these are, these are the charmed ones that you would want in your head. Like these fighting nonstop strong, but really these women would be in their what forties at this point. I don't know about you charmies. I would not want to be fighting demons and being thrown through things in my forties, especially late forties. This is, yeah. So the next generation should be taking over, Rob. But I think they ran into almost what the TV show came up with. Well, where are we going to put all these kids? Oh, magic school. (laughs) Now it's Cupid's temple. So, like, they got a place just to dump these kids and not have to draw them, see them, or bring them up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it makes sense. Well, Well, on that note, let's rate this issue. We'll start with story and dialogue again. Anything stand out to you? And what was your score? I think I I put it down a peg, Rob, to a 2.5 this issue because of what you were saying early on with the coal, with the talking to himself. Was it him? Who was it? Is it his memories? Is it internal demons? Is it Balthazar? That aside, I did really like the story, but the dialogue in that section, 2.5, 2.5. Yes, I gave it a 2.5 also. Uh, I did, however, love this line of dialogue. It was from Cupid. He says, it's okay to be sad. I know you love me, but I know he meant, I know what he meant to you. And that mm-hmm. means something. I was, the security in the relationship with this man is just off the charts. I love, love that he said that. Because the whole time that she was holding him and grieving and all of this. And I'm like, I wonder if her man's being all insecure over there and flipping out <laughs> over the fact that she's crying. And he literally was just like, you can be sad in front of me. I don't care. Like, 
it's whatever. I love it. I, I love, love it. that. But then her response was, you're talking like a Cupid, as if men are ju- are just <laughs> naturally not ever supposed to be this sensitive. That's how I took it. In their- yeah. So I don't know how I like that line. I think that we are capable beings of being this vulnerable. Definitely. It's just about, you know, hopefully the, the right woman person. actually likes a man who is able to say a line like that and not be like, don't be such a punk about it. And That's you know, right, like, Rob. I'm your woman. Like, why do you, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying no. all women do this either. No, or not at all. in general, or, you know, you know, you know, partners, but it's just like, we should be able to say that and not think like, Oh, you're just being a nice guy. No, it's like, I get it. And I'm not worried about you stepping out. So it's, this I is, know. I took it the same exact way, Rob. And when they say nice guys finish last, this mm-hmm. is the best example. Because if you're so nice to, about your 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 ex, your your wife's ex-husband, you're a Cupid. It's not because yeah. you have a soul or you're nice. <laughs> yeah. You must be a Cupid. Yeah. yeah I didn't I didn't oh, whatever, Phoebe. Okay, you're in distress. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about the drawing and art? three rob because of that coal and that messy bleeding shot where the paint is like his memories and everything are being wiped clean like his soul and the page kind of bleeds into this mess of colors i thought that was a great great visual for someone whose life is fading no it's very good yeah i like so with three (laughs) <laughs> so nice. <it> three. <laughs> I gave it a 2.5. I do love the the bleeding panel. I thought Balthazar was also drawn really well. Yes. His red definitely contrasted a lot with that white background. I really enjoyed seeing him. He looked Gorgeous. very Freddy from New Nightmare with his yeah, leather fresh. pants and that that leather those leather pants and that like trench coat he had in New Nightmare, like very similar. Um <laughs> The two of them standing there, did you notice that their shadows were each other's? Oh, my God. Literally, my eyes fell on it as you're saying this. Holy shit, yes. Now did I do. Did you notice that? You didn't notice that before. No, that's amazing. I love that their shadows are each other's. I just deep. thought that was so... Hell yeah, that was deep. So good. Uh, 2.5. Wow. Also, the Shattered Memories was drawn really well, too. Beautiful. Yeah, I really like that. you could see... Like Rob said, you could pick the episodes out, like of mm-hmm. the ones. I think it was Power Outrage. Yeah, Power Power Outage. Yeah, Outage Outage. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That episode, yep, loved it. Yeah. So that leads us to the entertainment. Rob, what did you give this issue? It didn't get as much as the last issue. I gave this a solid two. Unfortunately, I was kind of lost and confused, but that's just me. I think this issue is a wonderful, you know episode for cole but overall again the whole like join us and you know (laughs) like i don't i i just was not really into it with this one so i gave it a two but again i liked that it that cole was to be featured and was given a little bit of closure i gave it for similar reasons a 2.5 while I really do like the story. I have to say it flew by. I swear to God, this issue was like 10 pages. Very short. Yeah, it did seem very short for sure. Uh, So that could be good storytelling, but I I am a a 2.5 because there are some parts that were like a little done too quick, like Valen being killed and Mm -hmm. 
this soul thing. So let's, if the soul thing gets resolved, it might go higher. (laughs) So yeah, uh, seven for me out of nine. And I am an eight out of nine. Awesome. All right. Who was your MVP? Okay, so I am going to Cole because of all of his sacrifices, him not joining Balthazar if it was real, not real in his head. Cole, Cole, I think it has to be a Cole in this issue. Yeah, yeah. Cole for sure gets it for me again. And him rejecting Balthazar, I thought was fantastic. So that was my favorite moment. Oh, my favorite moment, by the way, Rob, was Cole choosing to make sure Phoebe is okay in his last breath. Oh, (laughs) and then, yeah, so crazy. They were like, yeah, let's bring him back. We've done it before. And she's like, girl, his soul was destroyed. Like, he he is not coming back. This is it. I mean, is anyone really dead on Charmed? That's why I have a question mark next to the title of this episode, because who knows? Who knows? He could easily come back. So we'll see. Okay, but really real quickly, Rob, would that piss you off or would you be okay with it? I think that Cole's death is okay. What I would say is that it should have happened a little later. This is too early. And I don't feel that they gave Cole's story enough for him to say goodbye. This was so random. And like I said, we just lost death. It just didn't make sense to me to happen this early. Have a little bit more time with the father debate. Yes, make it even worse for him to like leave the father kind of thing. Yeah, so if he did come back, I would be pissed. Because it's just like, I don't need the shock value. It's not that serious. And so, but if it happened later and he came back, you know, it's whatever. It depends how they handle it, but... I I don't I I think this is it. If you're gonna go through all this, then this is it. You know, it the next time I want to see him, the next time I want to see him is when the dad's like, "I don't deserve to be here. I'm going to release myself anyway." And him and Cole like meet up somewhere. That's what I want. So that means like, oh my god! So, but his technically right now, right, his soul is destroyed. So they like, there's no coming back supposedly, but. Yeah, we'll see. And I agree with everything Rob said. I think it would really take away from what we saw. I don't want him to come back unless it's a great, great something. And um, I think they should have had him have time with the father. But let's see. Let's see, Charmed. Issue number six. Will O the Witch. Written by Pat Shand. Pencils by Demat. With the original release date of March 18th, 2015. On her book, tour in arizona phoebe is surprised by Paige, who orbs her daughter pj to spend time with her for the night a glowing light phases through the hotel room window getting closer to phoebe and fades away leo identifies it as the willow the wisp created because a spirit cannot pass on so they end up bound to earth Coop is also on thin ice with the temple as Coop has been using the temple as his own daycare center. He thinks he might be demoted or suspended. The Wisp appear uh, approaches PJ and unbeknownst to Coop, Leo, and Piper, P- 
PJ is left with glowing eyes, hinting that the wisp is inside her. The next day, Piper is babysitting PJ, and she and PJ turns into a big glow of light and blasts Piper, leaving her unconscious. Paige and Phoebe, who are talking on the phone, notice that she hasn't really picked up any calls from them at all today and are worried. PJ, who orbs in Phoebe's hotel, seemingly possessed, says, lost little girl, and touches Phoebe's forehead and leads her to the past. She witnesses a witch and her daughter burning at the stake. Possessed PJ warns Phoebe that the old ones are after her and the sisters just like they were after the witches in the past. PJ feels lost just like the spirit as well as her mother, which is why they were easy to connect. Phoebe reminded her that she is a strong, powerful person with people who love her and that she doesn't have to feel lost. PJ takes control of her body and beams away from the spirit using her daddy's side of powers. The spirit lets go of the pain and releases it, letting it go and moving on. Meanwhile, Prue goes into a cabinet to grab the athame and threatens a shadowy figure to tell her who made her this way or she will kill them. That was riveting. Was it? Oh, you did that really good, Rob. I was like, oh, wow. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is very cut and dry. It is sort of a standalone story, but this is taking yeah. place after the uh, events that happened in the last two issues that was covered in this episode. There is mention of Cole, and it seems that she is sort of grieving still on the loss of him, as well as other things that are going on in her life. But the show must go on. She's on her book tour. She's written a book about love. She's helped countless and countless of couples, including a gay one. Did you notice one in the Yes. Yay. Oh, my God, yes. Not just love the Cupids it. anymore. We get exactly. a real couple. Love it, love it. All right, let's talk about the issue. What did you think of this uh, uh, issue six? Like most of our issues, Rob, gorgeous cover, by the way. Gotta mention that. Really cute. Like, Alyssa's likeness was captured well. So, I'll give it this. Not much happened, but it felt like a real plot that could have happened on the show if they needed, like, a filler child episode. And, you know, coming off our last issue, we were talking about, where well, where's the children? So it's, like, funny that at least they, you know, one pops up for this kind of storyline to play, like, a role. But it felt real, but it added nothing to the plot besides the last... Um, maybe panel with Prue. What did you think, Rob? Uh, this issue was okay for me. Uh, it wasn't something that I expected to happen right after. I know that Phoebe is the closest to Cole, so it made sense to give her a standalone. But while they mentioned Cole, they didn't really talk too much about her grieving about him, or even if it was about him, it could have been about anything else. I will say this, though. In TV fashion, if somebody does die, they usually will focus the next few episodes through the POV of their loved ones and just seeing how True. individually they go through dealing with losing a loved one. So this makes sense. And I 
think that if we had gotten the extended 24 issues that was originally planned, something like this would definitely stand out with progression. Maybe we would have seen other characters sort of dealing with it, maybe not as a standalone, but because we haven't read further, we don't know if everybody else is getting their kind of moment to kind of deal with Cole. So, Oh, so that's an interesting point, Rob, because off camera charmies, we were discussing that this season was condensed. It was originally 24, then it went to 22, and then evidently we are getting 20 issues. So things like this that, like Rob is saying, we wondered what we might have gotten if it was fleshed out a little more. Because at this point, Valen is gone. We don't have a big bad, per se, for quote-unquote. So yeah, um, I wonder if that's something to take into to note when we do these issues going forward. Well, that's the other thing, you know, just in the previous issue, we talked about the absence of a big bad. Who will it be? Completely yeah. forgot about the old ones, how they yeah. were mentioned right away. <laughs> Completely True. forgot. So I True. mean, we have to deal with them and, and I look forward to learning more, but it apparently Valen is not connected to the old ones. And I should have, noticed that but for some reason i just thought they were all together i just was very i thought they were too rob i actually. was captivated by valen i just was <laughs> not thinking about the old ones i just wasn't and i didn't really they they just weren't mentioned enough so i i appreciate this issue for reminding us oh yeah the old ones damn we still got to deal with them so you know it's funny um i was a fan, of course, of this show before joining it. And I always want to listen to the latest episode just so we, you know, I know if I can approve anything, yada, yada, yada. So today, matter of fact, Rob, when I was doing my errands, I finally got to catch up with our last episode. And we were talking about what a letdown it was last season, you know, like, and we were so, so excited to see what Valen was going to do. And then I'm like, as we're li I'm listening to us, like going, oh, go, yeah, this is just the beginning. And then won't you know one issue later, how it changes everything. Like we really banked on Va Valen to be something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm okay with the old ones. I, it's, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Apparently they are the root of all fear and evil. <sighs> I don't know what that means or if it's meant to be taken very literally. You know, is there a Barbus mention in there later? Is there a source of all evil oh. mention later? I don't know. But this is the root. This is the literal, you know, like existence of it, apparently. And we'll be seeing a lot more demons, I guess, that are rooted with the old ones. So it's not the trio, the triad. It's not this. It's like they're older than the oldest of the old. You know, like what are they going to be like? Yeah, I, I want to see what they produce <laughs> with this, these old ones. So what did you think about this wisp thing, this willow wisp, the, the, the spirit that would not leave and needed to connect to Phoebe in this episode? I know a part of you thought it was Cole. Well, first off, well, that's a great, actually a great point. Yeah, that would have made more sense a little, but I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to set up the next plot, but Cole would have been a great plot point, I think. But his soul is gone. The Wisp, 
I actually am taking it almost like mother, like daughter. Phoebe had the woogie possession mm-hmm. and then little PJ here got the wisp willow, the wisp, by the way, everybody. So, you know what that of course made me think of <laughs> willow Rosenberg. Um, yeah, quite a name. I was okay because it clearly was like you, like a filler episode, but also to progress. I mean, to, to, to mention Cole, but also set up that the kids have powers to set, you know, like there was fun parts about it though. Um, Phoebe is noticing the, the light on her way to her room and she extends her hand. I was like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, it was a very interesting pose to notice the light, but she didn't think too much of it. And if I was PJ, I'd be like, man, this is the last time I kick it with you. Cause every time <laughs> I'm with you, some trouble comes along. <laughs> like, geez, she just wanted a nice night with her mom. And what did she get crying in the middle of the night over some light? attacking her i'm like i'll just get it went on because i can't with this that's the cue point rob it's this book tour phoebe's with elise on the road and i do love this plot of Paige coming to surprise her with little pj so they can have some time and also get some sister time in as well but you're right yeah this is there's clearly something going you know going on with these two if they're together so this phone call between Phoebe and Paige was hilarious. I, well, I mean, obviously without knowing that she was surprising her in the hotel yes. room, she goes, you know, um, you sound like you're underwater. The service here sucks. And Phoebe says, text me. And Paige is like, no, where are you? And I'm like, oh my, <laughs> so <laughs> rude. And then at the end of the call, she says something about surprise. Phoebe says, you have fries. And she goes, I'm hanging up now. And <laughs> I was like, and I'm sorry, there was no other way to read that line. It, it it came with frustration and like, I'm done. But learning the moment later, she orbs into her uh, uh, hotel room, surprising her. And, you know, at that moment, I'm like, yeah, they could have easily orbed them back and forth whenever they wanted. It was right. very nice gesture to just be there when she got there. I just thought that was awesome. It was really cute. And I do love um, the support she has with Paige with this. And even Elise, as they're going into their room right before Paige reveals herself, Elise is like, I'm right here if you need me. (laughs) So this is great that Elise knows the secret and, you know, it's out in the open as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and Paige is staying healthy. She's eating turkey burger. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, okay. Patty. Yeah. Okay, Paige. Yeah. Good for you. You are on the move constantly. <laughs> uh, I want to jump to Coop unless you had anything else. Oh, no. Let's bring up Coop because I am dying to talk about this. <laughs> okay, so Coop is being called by the council. Uh, there's a level of concern that he has about his position there and the misuse of the temple. Do you think that the temple is overreacting in regards to keeping the children safe? Is it sort of off limits? Like, you know, this ain't no magic school. You can't be bringing them kids up in here. Like we're not the magic school. You can do that with them. Do not do that here. What do you think about their ruling on this? And and even having like Coop be under scrutiny, you know, or or with the magnifying glass. 
this is really funny because it comes out of left field, but Rob, this is the people that serve only strawberry milkshakes, as we just talked about. They're really going to really be a stickler for Cooper and his children. This is, by the way, all dead children we found out. So at least he's keeping with the theme. There's children around with these with these Cupid children. But I don't know what they're trying to set up with this because to me, this was like a, what? You got to have a hearing about this? Like, yeah. it's that serious? I mean, it's not affecting his, I mean, we, I'm okay. Okay, last season we heard it was affecting his job because he had children. But then he got switched to the matern or the the nursery or was that just a joke i don't know but unless he's really having a problem at work i think they should be okay with these charmed kids just being protected i i mean that's me maybe because we're biased because we like them but <laughs> i would love to hear more about this for sure hopefully this is a storyline in the next few issues i don't know this to me comes to a point of like, we're the most powerful witches on earth. We have a job to do. We're here to save the world, but they continue to use resources without really understanding that you can't take certain things for granted. It's just a heavy pattern that I'm noticing. And I'm not mad about somebody pushing back. You know, I mean the story, the way that it's written, they just make it so easy to just be like, take them to the temple. And it just shouldn't, you know, can we get like a panel where they're discussing to have them stay there with, you know, the council that's there? There's no talk about it. It's just they can do no. whatever it is that they want. And so See, I'm not mad about it. I'm not. I agree. Like, it's okay to bring it up. But I'm like thinking, why didn't Coop know this? Like, I'm blaming Coop for this. <laughs> because he <laughs> should have known the st- the stipulations for his job. To me, he was just kind of like, I'll take him back to the temple because... You know, I'm a Cupid. Um, but yeah, we did notice that, right? That the this was becoming the new magic school. <laughs> like, dump them there. So, yeah, I, I wonder what's going to come of this. Like, the hearing made me laugh, though, Rob. Because I'm picturing these Cupids. Like, like you can't bring your kids here, Coop. <laughs> we shall see. Well, Coop decides to keep it a secret from Phoebe. She, he doesn't want to worry her or add more to what's going on with her, you know, focusing on grieving for Cole. Uh, I know that for a good marriage, you are not to tell every single thing that's on your mind. Secrets can be good, you know, n- you know, good ones that are not, you know, damaging the relationship. But do you feel that this is something that he should be keeping from her? Or should he tell her right away what's going on? I get him trying to, you know, help her out and not stress her out, Rob. But is this really going to be the thing that pushes her over the edge? I don't think so. But it is something that adds to the plate, though. I mean, and you also have to know your woman. Because, like, is she the type to drop everything and be like, we got to handle this? So, mm. I mean, more of like, I, you know, I can, end, but it, again, it depends on the dynamic. Can he tell her things without her being a savior? So it, it really depends oh. on their dynamic. There is a way to just kind of listen. I want to update you on what's going on. It is my problem to deal with. I got it. Right. <gasps> but, you know, maybe she has more of a savior complex and she's just like, I must deal with this and I don't have time to worry about this right now. Who knows? I'm kind of in the middle. It really depends. But for me, 
I think that this is something that I wouldn't tell her right away, but it eventually will come up. I'm not going to go all the way to the council and have the meeting before not telling her. Great point. I think now this is a pattern at this point, right? Because we have two secrets, the orb in his pocket. Yeah. And, oh, 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 I just realized. And now this council thing. Now, I don't know if they're really setting this up to be like this big lying thing. But, you know, well, as you were saying that, Rob, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, well, now this is the second thing he's come up with. But, okay, so I'm going with this is a new ideal Phoebe where she doesn't run to the column anymore. So I I hope she's not like that anymore. Like, oh, no, I can't deal with this, Coop. You know, I have too many things on my plate. So I'm thinking this new Phoebe can relax. She goes with the punches and she is just, I think she can handle this coop. Like, tell her when she gets home, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) So you would immediately just be like, I have this going on. I don't, I I know you're dealing with stuff, but you got to know this about, you know, is it to free you from holding secrets or do you think you need his support? In order to get through this, like, what would be your reason for telling them right away? I look at it as your partner should be almost your friend as well, right? So I would say, like, you would want to bounce off with that, like, the idea with this, like, oh, well, what do you think? Well, what should I do, Phoebe? But I could see timing-wise, maybe it's not perfect, but there's really – I'm trying to think how long this was after the Cole situation – I just don't see, unless this is really a big thing that we don't know, the gravity of not being able to just be like, you know, Phoebe, by the way, I just have to have a meeting because they're not too thrilled about me bringing the kids. Like, what are they going to do? Kill him? I mean, like, so, uh, well, maybe in Charmed World. Who knows? (laughs) You get recycled, Coop. I think I might bring it up because I, I don't see it as a big deal. Unless it's, like I said, unless this turns out to be a huge deal. I don't know. What would you do, Rob? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say anything right away. Um, I I would want to kind of hear just a little bit more about what it is that I'm dealing with before. You know, like, let me find out why I'm doing it or, you know, why it's happening. Like, what's the, the heaviness of it? What could be the possible consequence? And then not literally before the hearing, but, you know, before I attend this meeting, like, hey, I got to let you know I'm going through this. They're going to tell me what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. It just really depends on how she handles stress and if this is something that's going to be detrimental or or be okay for her to know. So that's just where I'm at. I was very, very happy to see that the kids with an unconscious Piper were able to take care of each other, let alone try and look up what's going on in the Book of Shadows. It seemed that the kids were fine without supervision. I thought that was a nice thing. I wish we could have seen that, but I I found that to be very comforting and cool that they didn't like spiral out of control or anything like that. So that was pretty cool. We have some mature kids in the house. Thank God. Really? I'm so happy. Like that's one stress off the plate. I think in general for them, like their kids can be trusted around the book of shadows so far. They're not going to summon dragons anymore like yes this is great this is great very proactive the only thing that we have left is prue and her mini cameo approaching some figure in a room so they they 
show a castle, which isn't where she's staying. So she traveled somewhere. She goes into a cabinet. I don't know where this cabinet is. Um, am I am I am I supposed to know where they are? What this is? But isn't this Cole's famous cabinet too? Like, yeah. so does That's Cole's like, like wardrobe? Thing has like narnia inside of it now <laughs> i don't know so she grabs the knife that killed cole i i forgot that she had it but she has it now she's threatening someone to find the origin of why she is who she is or something i don't know but you see a shadowy figure they've got curly hair we don't know what's going on do you have any idea who this could be and why she's turning to this person for answers Honestly, I think by the shadow, the first glance, you see longer hair, like Rob is saying. Subconsciously, you might say, oh, this is a quote-unquote female character. But I honestly, Rob, when I look at this shadow, and you mentioned him earlier, I see Barbus for some reason. Yeah? I see the shoulder looks like a Barbus, just like a black, like his black shoulder. Like, I can just picture him in this, like, cloak. And this hair. I don't know because I don't know the last time we saw Barbus, but he doesn't have a castle. But I don't know. I, this shadow gave me Barbus, unless it's something completely different. <laughs> what? So Prue has become something. What exactly did she become? Are she talking about her current state of guarding the all? Or, I mean, I thought this was a deal made by the elders. So maybe she's talking to an elder, but why would she threaten an elder? Is she talking about oh. something else as far as just what so, she's become? Just so you know, I have nothing to lose. Tell me what I've become or I'll kill you. No, you know what? I, I think it's when she said last week to Cole. Was it last week or to Cole? She's, or last time we saw her talking and saying she felt different. Is there something internally happening to her maybe? Yes. I'm taking it like that, Rob. Something maybe she was not supposed to be this vessel or I don't know. You know, oh God, what are they doing? Yeah. What, any any inkling? No, I have no idea what's going on. I immediately thought this was death. Um, so oh, that's because... what I'm sticking with. But again, it doesn't make sense. So oh. we'll just see what happens next issue. But I have no idea who this could be. Because the castle, it has like a bat on it or something, it looks like. Death, by the way, which the last time we saw him dead, we never got that tied up. Like, so can people die now? Are there other angels of death? Like we were saying, like when Piper filled in. I would love for it to be explained something if it is death. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, that's going to cover issue six. Let's go ahead and rate it. What did you rate the story? What did you think? of this sort of standalone. I liked it because of, like I said, the feeling of it felt like a real episode. That being said, I'm giving it a 2.5. It's a little lower than what I've been scoring so far. It's not terrible, like I said, but now that we know that we have less issues to fill out this story, uh, 2.5, Rob. I gave it a 2. Um, it's, an, it's an okay transition on how Phoebe is dealing with Cole's death. And also, uh, these kids are like sponges. They can sense <laughs> any fear or pain that their parents feel. And, you know, she PJ didn't feel as secure because she noticed her mom's mind is somewhere else. 
which is no fault of hers. But I mean, just these kids are sponges, man. They they pay attention to a lot. So it was an okay story for me. I gave it a two. It makes sense because, like we said, it doesn't really add to too much, but they are. And that's why we got to be scared about these kids. So that leads us to the art, Rob, which actually Charmies changed in this issue. This is our first time this season with a new artist, Rob. What did you think? Uh, It was okay. Uh, I still prefer what we got in the first three issues, uh, but this isn't bad. This is still better than season nine. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I had here was, you know, when they went to the past and all that fire and stuff was around, all of that was drawn really nicely. Uh, different artwork, not the worst. It was just okay for me. So I gave it another two. So I agree. It is definitely a step up still from what we were getting last season. It's bright. It's the characters are reminiscent of themselves. It almost has this more cartoonish look to them. Um, So I'm giving it a 2.5 because there were certain panels, especially when PJ and Phoebe, it's a black panel with the two of them in the middle. Mm -hmm. She's holding PJ and all that gold glitter sparks around them. So so pretty to me the the lost little girl um image Mm. oh my god when she is hovering over her mom and she's got the glowy yellow up top but then her you know cupid you know orbs or whatever i think she looks great like this is a really nice drawing i love this even the shadows and everything kind of match and i like the use of color and all that so I thought that was good, um, but could have been better. Um, oh, definitely. My overall entertainment, I honestly was not entertained as much in this one. The whole past thing, I don't know if that story was, you know, fleshed out enough. Mm. You know, I we, we got the, the point. Like, you know, a woman is burned to say, we don't need to see more than that. But I just feel that was like a very heavy thing theatric to just get her to be like yeah the ones are coming the old ones are coming so i don't know uh we got a reminder as to who the big bad is of this season so thank you so much for that yeah thank uh, you for reminding us about i forgot who. all about gaxigo and all of them so um but this is why valen was very short-lived um this also got a solid two okay so I am echoing Rob with my pattern. I did 2.5 as well. So 2.5, 2.5, 2.5. I am not going to rank it a two only because it did give me those feels of a standalone episode that could happen in the show. Fleshed out a little better, probably. But also the sister bonding in this issue. There's a lot of shots of the sisters together, hugging, loving, blah, 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 which I love and I eat up. So... 2.5 rob which gives me a 7.5 in total uh yeah mine is a total of six wah, wah, wah. yeah yeah now we just have our mvp so for hmm. me i chose who did i choose i chose page page is the mvp i just think her you know uh, her way of keeping in touch with Piper, making sure the kids are okay, surprising Phoebe. Uh, I just thought all of that was was great. And so even though the story didn't focus on her, I she stood out to me. She's my MVP. 
I love that. I love that um, because, you know, it's so easy for me to say Paige. And I thought originally bringing PJ to Phoebe would have given Paige that that for me as well. But I'm going to pick Phoebe only because I know this is a Phoebe-centric episode. And I do like the way she is loving. Not that I didn't think she was going to be loving to her daughters, but I love the way she acts with her children and this is something i would love to have seen in the series had it gone forward you know with the children like this so i'll give it to phoebe and did you mention your favorite moment in that um it's actually Paige and the phone call and the hanging out afterwards in the hotel fries and all that whole thing (laughs) yeah no that was my favorite moment too it was a very nice surprise i didn't expect it so i thought it was really cool (laughs) i like it So we're done with this. I guess we're getting back into our story next episode. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to hearing more about the old ones. Hopefully that's where we're headed. And next week, folks, up, up, up. Oh, we still have to talk about Hot Man Mita. Ryan, did you happen to have anyone on your Hot Man Mita this week? So... I was tempted, tempted to put the Cole lookalike that Phoebe encounters on <laughs> the line for her book tour. Um, this was more of like a, a stubby or Cole with these like more broad, uh, broad features. But I didn't rob this issue, honestly. Yeah, I did not add anyone either. I think he was our biggest attempt to add someone to the list, but he just didn't do it for me. <laughs> no. Yeah, my list could be very short uh, for this season, but that's okay. It was an okay drawing, but, you know, they gave him a little scruff. He looked all right. (laughs) And I wish I could give it to our gay couple, but I mean, they're cute. But not But nothing too distinct. Yeah, nothing too distinctive, unfortunately. One has glasses. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's going to do it. We're going to come right back in another two weeks with three more issues to cover. We are still very excited to learn more about the 10th and final season of Charmed. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode and that you join us once again in uh, another two weeks when we'll have another episode. Ryan, thank you for talking about these issues with me today. Oh my God, of course. And we've just begun this season, so stay tuned, Charmies. Yes, yes. Enjoy brunch, enjoy your day, night, whenever you are listening, and we will see you later. Bye.